Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. And by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, From the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I'm your host, Trey Schaap. Glad you are with us today. Got a very special guest coming on today's podcast. I think you will uh, enjoy it. He's a country music star, and he's about to be a star in the radio business as well. As he is joining the morning show of 1037 The Buzz, Justin Moore will be on the tee in a matter of minutes. But first, I need to tell you about Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Take some of that Christmas money you're about to get and go look at their website, find you an auction you want to go to, and bid on some items. Blackman Auctions. Better auctions are always Blackman Auctions. We're back after this. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. Now on the tee, multi-platinum recording artist, Justin Moore. Justin Moore on the tee now. How about that? Justin, when did you first start playing golf? First started playing golf, I was probably... Seven or eight, uh, and I idolized my grandfather. Anything and everything he did. Um, so he taught me how to hunt and fish, and golf was a huge passion of his. And uh, it's funny now looking back on that. I I'll go out and play with somebody and have a pretty poor day, and they go, "Did you just start?" I'm like, nah, I've been playing for 30-plus years. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like it. But, no, um, he was the only guy that I recall in my life even playing golf at, at the time. And But, I, again, I wanted to do everything he did, be exactly like him, and um, and golf was a, a big part of, of that. Before we dig too far in, into golf, let's talk about some big news in your personal life. Yeah. And with 103.7 The Buzz – 
and the fact that everybody has heard, yes, Tommy Smith is retiring yeah. on December the 29th, his last show. Your first show as part of the new morning show will be December 30th in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, I mean, you know, a wife, four kids, uh, a career. <laughs> um, uh, I wasn't busy enough, so I decided to add a, <laughs> uh, being a part of the morning show to that list. But no, I, I, in all seriousness, I, I'm really excited about it. I you know, I, I have a huge passion for, um, obviously the Razorbacks growing up here in, in Arkansas and, uh, I'm going to talk about them regardless. Uh, and I, you know, I have become really good friends with, uh, the guys on the morning show and a lot of folks here, such as yourself, um, at the buzz. And I, I'm a huge fan of the product and, and, you know, have always listened, even when I lived in Nashville and was pursuing this uh, music career. And then when I'm when I'm on the road still, I'm listening every morning I'm up and I'm screaming at my phone or the radio going, you idiots, how do you not know that that was uh, Sam Elijah Butu or, you know, who, whoever. Right, right. Um, and I say idiots jokingly, but um, well, now you can be, you'll be able to say it in person. But now I'll be able to. I'm like I might as well <laughs> get up and do it in person. And 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 so I man, Trey, I've always been a, a part of a team, and I love that. Um, I love contributing and being just a just a player on the team, and um, you know I get to do that with my music career, but it's a totally different thing, and and. To have the opportunity to to just kind of be one of the guys uh, and be in the locker room again, so to speak, is is pretty exciting to me. So, well, I I, I know everybody's told you welcome. I want to tell you welcome aboard. I think it's going to be buddy. fun. I appreciate it's, it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to get up at six in the morning and listen <laughs> to uh, to the to the show. Not that it hadn't been in the past, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, yeah, let's let's sure. let's go back to golf now. So I would assume that growing up in Poen, Arkansas, and I say Poen, that's the correct pronunciation. You correct? got it, man. Nobody else gets it, but you got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you grow up in Arkansas, you know how to pronounce these small towns. Exactly. So there's not a golf course in Poen. No. I mean, there are some fields that you can go hit balls, maybe. Yeah. Not big fields, but <laughs> where would you play growing up? So the majority of the time um, – my my grandpa was a member at Malvern Country okay. Club, which is 15 minutes from us, and I currently now am a member there. Um, and not to be disparaging, but you know as well as I do, um, it's not like it's uh, you know Tory Pines or something. But but it was a great place to learn, and, and you know all my friends now are members there, so we go out and crank up the radio, have a few cold beers, and and play. But um, Outside of that, we always played. Um, there was a lakeside we played at. We played at Caddo Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the biggest treat for us, and we went like once or twice a year, uh, was Glenwood. And so I I thought, boy, we're playing Glenwood. I got to wear my best outfit. I got you know look good, play good. Got yeah. And so that was about an hour, fifteen minutes or something from us, but. That was always the the treat. It was when we my grandpa go we're gonna go play Glenwood. And I'm like, ooh, 
and so that was the that was the treat. That's when you polish up the, the shoes year. before yeah. you put them on. Polish up the wooden woods oh, that he yeah. handed yeah. down to me. <laughs> so did did you get your first set of clubs from your grandpa? I did, and I actually just so um, his he's passed, uh, and and uh, his widow, my grandmother, just recently passed, and and so we were going through their garage and and found my oldest earliest set which had some of his woods and had some like two irons in it and different stuff and then when i got to be a teenager he bought himself a new set of clothes for the first time in uh, 30 years or something and and i got his ping i twos and i thought boy and they were probably 25 years old at the time right <laughs> but i thought boy i i finally got a good set of clubs now yeah. You know, which is kind of funny to think back on. So when you saw those in the garage, they bring back memories. Yeah, and and so I I, I pulled them aside, took them home, um, and you know I'll give them to my son at some point. I mean, he won't ever use them, obviously, but I thought it would be neat for him to have. But yeah, man, just he brings back so many memories, and whether it be um, with my grandpa, whether it be you know sitting on a deer stand together being in a golf cart together or whatever uh you know now as an adult i can recognize it was a lot more than just going and playing golf or a lot more than trying to kill a deer or whatever so um certainly am thankful for for those those moments and um that i can i can look back on and and remember you You played more than golf though when you were young um basketball i know you were a stud no i was not i was on a really good team you were a stud for poen what other sports did you play growing up i played baseball and basketball we didn't have football uh when i was growing up now we do and have a a a really good program now um our, our coaches uh uh, Vic Barrett's a head coach, and his brother uh, Keith Barrett, associate head coach. They've done a really good job. I mean, we were. It's painful to talk about, but we had McCrory beat, and they had a goal line stand against us. And then, of course, McCrory went on mm-hmm. to win the state championship this year. Um, but uh, they've done a really good job with the football program. But we didn't have football when I was growing up, and so I played baseball and basketball. And Poen really has always kind of been a, a basketball school our girls have always been really good um have a really good i guess what you'd call a small town legendary coach and mickey schaefer mm-hmm. uh, has won multiple state titles and gone to state and it seems like every year and and uh so yeah my senior year was the first year we actually made it to state uh we were in a 5-2-A south uh at the time i don't know what it is now but it was a really good region. You know, we had Arkansas Baptist in our region. They were always really, really good, loaded. Hector was always really good. Jesseville has some good teams. Just a lot of really good teams, and we never made it to state until mm-hmm. our senior year and and went on to uh, to win state that year. We had to play Hector in the regional championship game, and it was, a, I mean, down to the wire. Um, and then we had to play him again in the state championship. As, yeah. as you know, because you're a sports guy, obviously, it's really hard to beat a team twice. So, oh, yeah. Um, but we had, a, we had a really, really good team. And I was, I was a role player. You know, I, I, you know would, I would get somebody on defense and try to lock them up and 
try to make the right passes and that kind of stuff. I, I certainly wasn't gifted athletically, uh, but I, I tried to prepare, you know, um, better than anybody. And I was slow. I couldn't jump. <laughs> but uh, but but you outsmarted them. I tried. To, I tried to. Um, I, I had the intangibles, I guess you'd say, yeah. anticipation and that kind of stuff. But and then in baseball that that year, we lost in the quarterfinals. We were up six to one. I was a catcher uh, for us and. Baseball is my favorite sport. I love baseball uh, still to this day. But um, we were up six to one with our ace on the mound in the bottom of the seventh, and um, we booted a couple of balls and uh, ended up losing that game in the bottom half of the the last inning. And and so we would have probably made it to the state championship in baseball. Whether we had a one, I, I don't know, but. But the the winner that year um, had uh, we had split with, so but they were a really good team. Parker's Chapel. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they're so, known for baseball. Yeah, they were really really good. Had a lot of good players. So, so yeah, I was obsessed with with baseball and basketball. So, how did golf help you in your music career? Well, you know, it, it's funny. That's a really good point and good question. And and I'm trying to teach my kids golf because it's a great tool to for you to be able to get an audience with somebody for four plus hours. And it's and it's not a stuffy setting. You sit down at some stuffy business lunch or whatever, and and you just kind of BS with each other. So it it, it I mean, I I can't tell you how many positive things have come out of me playing golf plus it's kind of and you know this um it's kind of one of those deals where if you play golf we kind of have our own language you know you're (laughs) like oh you're a golfer you know you you can say something and i overhear it or vice versa and you go oh he plays golf so you know what sticks you use or the you know different things like that so it kind of um it's kind of like you're in a um you know your own little club or something uh when you play golf but yeah i mean certainly there i've taken advantage of the the fact that i've played golf and and the other thing my career's allowed me to do i don't play a lot of golf here at home uh, because when i'm home i try to uh, you know spend all the time i have with my kids and my wife and you know i'm going two three four days a week and and i have the opportunity to play a lot of really good golf courses on the road just uh, out of luck to be honest with you and so now I play some cow pastures out there too, but um, but yeah, played some really good courses out there. You played some really good courses. Let's <laughs> let's go through some of those good courses. What are some of the good courses Justin Moore's played? Man, um, played Sawgrass, and I oh, thought we yeah. were I thought we were going there for a while, and I thought, man, I'm gonna, we got to go play that again. And on seventeen, yep. I, hit, I hit the green. Okay, so I'm probably twenty feet behind the flag, and I thought. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I hit the green first of all. And so I'm like, man, don't leave this birdie putt short. Do not leave this. Of course, I three putt for bogey, and I'm like, are you oh. kidding me? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, Oak Hill Country Club. I'm yeah. trying to think of a couple that come to mind. Um, you mentioned Torrey Pines earlier. Have you played? Haven't Torrey? played there. Uh, haven't played there. I've played Pebble Beach, um, Firestone. Um, we need to get you in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Absolutely, I just need to play. I need some lessons from you before I do that. For well, a, for I tried a to start while. giving Roger Scott some lessons earlier this summer, and I think he's getting better. Yeah. And now that it's winter time, I'm I'm afraid that they might start 
kind of not taking place. So right. maybe when we get to the spring, we'll do some dual I'm lessons in, out man. there. And I and I I tell people all the time, um, you know how you're out playing and guys go, man, if you if you don't want me to say this, I'll shut oh, up. Yeah. But I and I go, no, hey. I'm the most humble golfer on earth. If you see something, please tell me. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about some some lessons because I don't play I don't play at your level or anywhere close. The best I was, I was about a ten handicap for about two years. But I was literally playing four or five times a week. Yeah, and you know what's funny about it? And now I'm probably a twenty, and because i had another album or i had another kid or something you know whatever <laughs> right and, and i life I, happens i stopped yeah having the ability to play as much and you, you know you can go from a 10 to a 20 in a hurry but it's hard to go from a 20 to a 10 in a hurry and so uh but what's funny about it is i really didn't have as much fun when i played better because you know i'd hit a couple of shots around where i'm going i'm throwing my club i'm cussing myself i'm now that I don't play as well, I have I I enjoy the game more. So, so the I guess expectations, that's the goal. Are, yeah, the expectations are a little lower, maybe. Right, yeah. When you travel as much as you do, are the clubs always under the bus? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no no doubt about it. I and I have a so I have a set that I keep on my bus, have a set at home, and then my wife and I have a place in in Florida uh, in Destin, and I keep a set there and. So yeah, that's that's always a go-to whether we're on vacation, whether I'm on the road, and you know, prior to us playing shows on the road, I mean, it's just boring, man. You're just sitting on the bus all day. So golf is an awesome uh, thing to to be able to go do. You can get off the bus, get get some sunshine. Um, and the thing I love about golf is there's a golf course everywhere you go. The the smallest podunk towns to you know the biggest cities you can always find a, a, a track you know within a half hour or do you ever put like that, that into your contract that i need a golf course to go play <laughs> uh, a lot of times we do trade out we'll go hey uh we'll give you four tickets if he can come play and or whatever so yeah we do do, who do some you of play, that who do you play with on the road you know i'll play with whoever's on tour with me i, I used to have a guys in my band uh you may have friends like this i don't know that you know they're way into golf for a couple of years and then they don't play for a couple of years. And, and so I kind of had that with my band. I had my band, I I got them all into it. They all bought clubs and they were going and they were going to the range when we were at home. And, um, and right now they're, they're off the wagon. So I'm like, "Ah." so I, a lot of times I'd go and just get hooked up with people, you know? Um, but you know as well as I do, it's a lot more fun to play golf with people than mm-hmm. by yourself. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just it, – it kind of is not the same yeah. if, if you're not playing with people. But, you know, a lot of times we'll be on tour with people who who play a lot. Um, and, and so, you know, who, whoever you're touring with, a lot of times you get to go play every day. You ever with. throw some bills out, gamble a little bit? I'm not. I'm not good enough. Now, if they'll handicap it for me, because I usually play. I, I don't. I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate, but I I, I tend to play with people a lot better than me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, it's I, I'm pretty pretty uh, particular about throwing throwing money down. Do you have a bucket list of courses you'd like to play? 
I would love to play Augusta. I mean, I, who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Um, I've had maybe two opportunities that maybe tied into like charity events or something like that, and I couldn't go either time. And so that wait, 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 wait a second. You couldn't go. <laughs> I couldn't, and I, I don't remember the circumstances, but there was two times. Um, Justin, you make time for Augusta. <laughs> I, I know. I know, but there was two times I had an opportunity to go play there, and I li- it would have taken me like getting a private jet and you know whatever. I was you're Justin Moore. I was across the country, or I'm a tightwad though, man. <laughs> but um, no, I don't. I, I forget again the the circumstances surrounding it, but that that's that's right up there. Obviously, my favorite courses are the. Uh, the link style yeah uh, so I like guess, st andrews so i would love to go over there and play mm-hmm. that that's probably that may even be higher on the bucket list to me than than augusta to be honest with you wow who would be in justin moore's fantasy foursome living or deceased that's such a great question and one i've really never thought about um jack <sighs> tiger and then I was a huge Lee Trevino fan for some reason. I don't know why, um, but growing up, he was he was pretty hot, and uh, so I don't know. I'd probably go with those three. You're a big Razorback fan. You ever play with John Daly? You know, we we've played in events together, but never in in a foursome. Um, how about him and but, LJ? Yeah, this man. Weekend. How about that? That's awesome. And you know, uh, he and I have known each other for a number of years and have become become friendly and um, have a lot of mutual friends. And uh, he's been telling me for years. He's like, wait till you see my son play. And uh, he's a great guy, man. Great Arkansan, and like all of us, has his demons, uh, as we all know. But uh, but you, you want me to. Anybody with a with a bigger heart and 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 somebody more proud to be representing our state, man. He's 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 as good as gold, no doubt. Justin, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, brother. Welcome to the buzz. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like a show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Now on the tee with our weekly rules segment, here is PGA Master Professional Adam Corney. Adam, this comes in from David in Orlando to from the shortgrass at gmail.com. What do the different weather horn sounds mean, and how do you proceed for each one? Excellent question. So there, there is no prescribed universal weather horn system to say, hey, one blast means this, two means this, three means this. But it will be 
outlined or should be outlined in the notice to competitors. So we have, what we're talking about is a suspension of play or a resumption of play. Uh, We suspend play for multiple reasons. One of them is weather. Um, And within weather, we have two different situations. We have a dangerous situation where the committee has said, hey, we need to suspend play immediately. Everybody stop. Um, And then we have a weather situation where hey, we're going to suspend, but we're going to allow you to finish the hole. We also have suspension of play for darkness. It's getting too dark. We've had a weather delay earlier in the day or whatever, Mm -hmm. some sort of delay, frost delay in the morning. Um, So we're going to suspend play, which is not a dangerous situation. So typically what you're going to have is you're going to have a horn that is going to signify a dangerous situation where play needs to be suspended immediately. Now, when we're talking about competitive golf, whether it be um, a tour event, a, a large amateur event, something of that nature, where you have a large committee or group of volunteers, the players are going to know beforehand. They're going to be notified, hey, there's going to be a suspension here momentarily, and it's going to be immediate, or it's not going to be an immediate suspension due to weather, let's say. Um, so if it's an immediate suspension, that's, hey, mark the position of your golf ball, stop. Everybody stops. What if you don't know? What if you don't know? If it's a dangerous situation or a suspension for something that is coming and you're allowed to right. continue that hole. Right. So typically what's going to happen is a dangerous situation. Let's say we're going to use one long blast on the horn. So you hear one long blast on the horn and you've not been notified by any on the committee. Their suspension is coming for immediate immediate suspension for weather you know again player responsibilities would say hey i'm a conditions competition that says right here one long horn blast is an immediate suspension so if you continue to play you're playing after you know play has been suspended and you're going to be penalized if it is a situation where it's either darkness or it's weather but not severe weather uh, where they're going to suspend play you know you have the opportunity to finish the hole um, but you cannot begin play on the next hole. So it's it's really clear. I mean, if if you and I and somebody else in our our group is on the sixth tee and and you've teed off on the par five and we get uh, a suspension for darkness, um, and which let's say on our conditions of competition that's two horn blasts. We know okay we can we can play this hole. Trey's already put a ball into play. We haven't teed off yet because you've put a ball into play we can go ahead and play that hole if we so choose to do so. And sometimes you'll see, like, in a tour event or even a big amateur event where a group is playing a hole and they understand that they're about to blow the horn because it's getting dark. And they walk up to the next tee and there's a group there that's waiting. Mm -hmm. And one of them has teed off and then next one's teed off. And they say, hey, guys, can I go ahead and hit my tee shot and y'all go ahead and play? Because I've completed this last hole – but my other two guys are still back there playing it, and I tee off that next hole, and then two minutes later, here comes the horn. I've already teed off that next hole. That group is able to play that next hole if they would like, correct? Yeah, under under those circumstances, if any player in the group. Now, I've never seen it with a, another group waiting on the tee, but I'm sure that has happened. But I have seen situations where a player will finish a hole, and he'll just take off while the other two players are putting on the last hole and put a ball into play on the next hole so they can finish the round if if they want to can a player say i can't see anymore yep at any time yeah he can yeah hey look it's dark i can't see these guys want to finish the hole i'm not playing this last hole 
you know, maybe it's Friday and I need to birdie the last hole to make the cut. And these guys are not going to make the cut. You know, I'd rather come back in the morning, play the last hole and try and make birdie and make the cut. Then, yeah, he he does have the right. Once the horn has been sound for for that, you know, sure. suspension. Um, even if he started the hole, he can he can suspend play. I mean, you can suspend immediately and and still have your fellow competitors continue to play the hole if they so choose. And you say, no, nope, I'm not going to do it. And I've seen that. We've seen that multiple times. It usually happens on the putting green, right? Right. It's like, hey, I'd rather come out here tomorrow morning and hit this five-footer after the greens have been mowed and they're smooth and they're really good, especially if you're playing on something like Poa Greens or something like that. Instead of where it's pretty dark, you can't really read the break good. Right. And you know they've been walked on and trampled on all right. day. Hey, I'll come out and start with this five-footer tomorrow morning, and uh, i got a better chance of making it. I'm going to go ahead and suspend. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. So basically just read the conditions of competition that you get on the first tee before you begin the tournament. Which, which I'm sure everyone does. Right. right. Always. Then you have a, the resumption, right? Sure. Um, and so your conditions of composite competition will also tell you what the the horn sound is for a resumption of play as well usually three short blast could be be, yeah everyone's a little bit different i mean you can go back to the one long blast if you wanted to you know because it's obviously a different you've already brought everybody back out of the clubhouse position then back on the golf course and say hey when you hear the horn you can start playing again right they know it's not a suspension or when you get out to your ball and you're ready to go you can start play again well not until play has been resumed officially Okay, so they could say a time, though, could they not? Typically, no. Typically, what they're going to say is play will resume when we sound Blow the, the air horn. horn. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and you know, play if you play before that, you're going to have a problem. But, uh, yeah, you need to wait for whatever the signal is to resume play. David, thanks for the great question. He's Adam Carney. I'm Trey Shep. If you have a question about the rules of golf, email us at fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Before we get out of here, I want to thank one of our great sponsors, Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. Find them on the web at bphotels.com and look at all of the properties that they manage. When you need a place to stay, go to bphotels.com. I leave you with this golf quote. Go play golf. Go to the golf course. Hit the ball. Find the ball. Repeat until the ball is in the hole. Have fun. The end. That from Chuck Hogan. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you have a great next round on the golf course. And when you find your ball mark on the green, repair it and a couple of more. And I'll see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.